Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast. Uh, my name is Will Gibson, and I am joined by Charles Coleman this week. And Charlie, we're we're coming in on a rather interesting trading day, to be honest. We kind of opened higher, led by some of those tech names as we have for the past week or so, rolled negative for a little bit. Now we're edging back positive. So a lot of a action, a lot of attention kind of drawn to some of those large cap indices and the respective daily volatility there. But something that we're actually going to really hit on today is not the big guys, but the little guys. So the Russell 2000, as we're showing here, if you're following on YouTube and we're talking about, has really just had stellar performance, not only thus far in 21, but really on the tails at the end of 2020. Um, really near that no November period, you saw a lot of outperformance from that from this from that size group year to date. So through the close on Friday, the Russell 2000 is up almost 10% already, which is again astronomical. We're we're kind of being accustomed to to some of these figures now after a year like 2020. But on a relative basis, looking at other years, looking at other months, um really strong performance for the index. We also have, you know, talking about a point figure chart for the Russell 2000. If you're looking at a 20 point, we're currently sitting at 2160, which is the top of its trading band. Um, so that's going to tell us in the near term, you're seeing, you are seeing a bit of froth. You are seeing a bit of near term overextension in that regard. And you're also on a little bit of a stem. I would mention kind of coupling with that point. And then the initial support on that 20 point Russell 2000 is down at 1940 at current levels. But by and large, it's, it's a very positive picture for the space. You're on three consecutive buy signals well above your positive trend line and really sitting at or near all time highs. And not only if we look at this on an absolute basis, so absolute meaning against itself, we've seen strong performance, but on a relative basis, I mentioned some other popular benchmarks, we're also seeing a lot of alpha from the area. Um, a way that we were actually talking about this before we got on to record today, we're looking at a relative strength relationship between the Russell 2000 and the S&P 500. And your, your sensitivity can range, you know, you can make it more sensitive, less sensitive, but using a 3.25 scale, comparing the Russell 2000 to the S&P 500, we're about three boxes away from returning to a buy signal, meaning the Russell 2000 returning to a relative strength buy signal versus the S&P 500 cap weighted benchmark. And if, if that were to occur about three boxes from now, that would be the first buy signal for the Russell 2000 versus the S&P 500 in over 10 years, which is really incredible. And not to mention, again, if you're looking at this online, we see, you see the bulk of this action actually occurring in 2021, Charlie, where we have had a strong appreciation up following you know a sell signal in favor of that cap-weighted domestic equity benchmark and now advancing higher. So that's a notable movement on a relative basis versus that kind of large cap bellwether stalwart, if you will, of a benchmark. And if we broaden that even further, so we see absolute strength, we, we see relative strength increasing versus that domestic benchmark. 
And if we go even wider than that, so all groups on our platform that we're tracking, how small cap stacking up, and it's it's still doing very well. And whether you look in asset class group scores, as we're showing here, or if you're looking at Dolly, both are indicating a, a very similar posture, kind of where we are in the market, risk on sentiment and that equity space, leaning small, leaning mid, and I do also want to note that within small, it's been a lot of small growth that's done very well. It's small growth is currently the number one group on the asset class group scores page. So versus everything else, it has the highest average group score of 5.24. This is also, I was looking, that's, this is the highest level that I can see going back to inception of our data in 2003 on that asset class group scores page. And close to small cap growth is actually U.S. micro cap. And U.S. micro cap is sitting number three out of all 135 groups. So notable leadership there. And that has its highest fund score in almost six years. So a lot of, you know, last time we've seen this, Charlie, in the small cap space. And I did want to mention they are a bit frothy right now, but overall picture remains technically strong there. Yeah, that I mean, that's a great point. And, you know, one thing that I do love being pointed out here is the fact that, you know, we're all we're comparing, you know, everything really here at the top versus large cap equities, because that's really been the name, uh, every household name, really, since uh, roughly 2010, 2011 time period, you know, the the strength that we've seen relative in the large cap space, uh, mega caps, especially technology, um, really has been outstanding. But, you know, as as people are pretty quick to forget is, you know, we did have that lost decade where, you know, if you go back to that relative strength chart, um, something that helps put this chart into perspective is that, you know, really from that 2001 through that 2009, 2010 timeframe, we really did see a ton of strength in small cap names. And we really had a raring, uh, roaring economy at that point. We had many sectors of the market that were doing extremely well. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are, are hoping is going to start happening again with this COVID recovery, because small caps really do uh, do extremely well during economic recoveries. When people have a little bit more of a risk appetite, people are willing to make a little bit more of those calculated bets. And actually, I was just reading on Bloomberg this morning that uh, protection for small cap names has actually been dropping. So less people are being extremely bearish on those small cap names, which really should provide some additional tailwinds to the upside for uh, most investors. Um, and I mean, going back to that asset class group scores, you know, these these scores really, you know, really above the S&P, above international markets, uh, it really is something to see. Um, actually, just kind of taking a step back and zooming out and just, you know, looking at a little bit more of a consolidated asset class rank, uh, you know, growth and value for our scores um, in a very simple model, just looking at a few asset classes really have been at the top since that value switch happened uh, back in November, uh, with some of that movement really happening back in October of 2020. Uh, so that being said, the you know the other thing to look at would be you know is this is this sustainable? Um, as you did mention, there is a little bit of froth in the markets, but you know relatively speaking, uh, you know small caps really have been undervalued for the past decade. So you know we may see some reversion on here, but there definitely could be some legs for this trade to to continue forward. 
So thanks to things like the stimulus that's actually being projected to come out from uh, the Democratic-led uh, Congress as well as presidency, you know, these small cap names, um, you know, really, really could benefit very largely from it. You know, we're starting to hopefully see some turn with the vaccine, which could promote people to start buying some of those smaller names as we see the economy really start opening up, people really start getting back to work. Um, so really, I guess the, the name of the game for the 2000 right now is stay tuned. Um, and as we know, not all things are going to be created equal. There will be winners and losers in the market. Um, and that really is showing up in the price returns for the various asset classes. And specifically in, in small cap, we're seeing uh, DWAS, the Dorsey Wright Small Cap Momentum Index uh, with Invesco. Um, over the past year, we're actually seeing it up 40% versus uh, the Russell 2000 ETF IWM um, up 30%. So momentum really is uh, pointing us to areas of the market that are doing well. Um, and really just kind of pushing, pushing those areas of the market forward, which is something that, you know, we're kind of biased on this, but something that we really do love to see within the markets. Winners and losers, large dispersion, um, and really kind of being able to dig down into names that are quality and doing very, very good things. And actually, Will, you were looking into some, um, something on active management and small cap names before, before we get on the phone. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great, Charlie. And you're actually reminding me um, just just then as well, I, I, I was looking and turns out that, you know, on a on a seven year performance basis, you know, assuming an average economic cycle is between seven to 10 years. So on, on about a seven year performance basis, looks like the Russell 2000 outperforms about 50 percent of active managers, which which seems high. But again, on that relative basis, if you look at the S&P 500 versus a group of large cap managers, the S&P 500 tends to outperform about 60% of the time. So Charlie, on your point is that maybe in that small cap space, there's more room for some price discovery there. It's not as fully priced perhaps as that large cap area being you know, the most well-known, some of the largest companies in the world. Uh, maybe another tailwind for active management in the small cap arena as well. So something to keep in mind there, um, something to consider if you're maybe sh uh, shopping around, if you're looking to raise your allocation in small caps, mid caps, um, wherever in the market, I, I think that is something to, to pay mind of. And maybe in some concluding remarks, as we've done today and like to mention, our research can be used as kind of a map, if you will, meaning where are we currently in the market? Where is strength in the market? Where is weakness in the market? And we've kind of been highlighting that strength today that's in small caps. That is not exclusive to say that there is strength elsewhere in the market for sure. And you can see that various places on the platform, talking to us, emailing, all of the above. But Charlie, I thank you for your points today. Always love having you on here, bringing in great insight. And for those that were listening, we appreciate it and hope this was advantageous. And on that topic, if you want to reach out, phone or email, we're happy to talk. So all, all things said, thank you. And we'll talk to you soon.